I want to thank again Naomi Yaakov May and the children for letting us back, come back. And, uh, it's a pretty tame group. Hashem, they should have Shafa, Bracha, and Achis in Jesus' room. We're on page Mem Aleph in the fourth Chalik of Bavari Mishkan Evne. The Mechaba, the author here, as he does often throughout his farm, sort of recoups and is Mechazik the Indian that we've been talking about, Cheshben and Nefesh, and how to go about doing that. We're going to go very quickly the next few pages because really, really he's reviewing the Seder Hayom, how to establish a schedule, a regular schedule of Cheshman HaNefesh and his Baidadus. I was talking, I was talking to, to somebody who's working on a, a, a new English translation. There's a tremendous demand and interest for this form to be properly translated. There was a translation that came out that was done very quickly and it wasn't done carefully. There's a new one that's being worked on very professionally. And and the Mahabha, the author, has given permission to change to make an adaptation in the American in the English version from the his insistence on the hours of his birth is more like ten minutes at a time. And adjusting to American to the, to the American lifestyle where we feel that we don't have that time and perhaps we, we don't have as much time as we would like. But so that's why we're gonna go quickly through this to get to the next parrot, but I don't want to skip because I believe that every part is important for us to review. Page Mem Aleph. Kionu Avadecha. Lachashikhoizer Adam Bishaz is Bainanus Ashavuas Akalais in the Kudus Pshutash is kind of the Ikka we've been learning is that the beginning of this work, that's the Yisait of our entire Yiddishkeit, and the whole Tachlis of our being in this world, which is Kirvas Elikim, closeness to Hashem is to speak in a way that's Pashit, Pashtus, without getting involved in all kinds of Jerishas and Hakiris looking in deeply, that's for later on. Simply, we were learning how to enter into the world of Cheshman HaNefesh, of an accounting of one's life, and developing a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and the Ikir is Nekudas Pshutas. Umavaras HaMaisim Shalom. Balav Lahaisif Lahaskila Atsum Nekudah Besisis. Shu'eved Shalharabayim Shalom. We began, we were talking a lot about first saying over and over, and clarifying to oneself, that there's a Bari Olam, that there's a Creator, there's a God. The second step, again, which seems obvious, but it's not obvious, and we'll see a little bit later how we could prove to ourselves how it's not obvious, is to go over this Nakuda Pshuta, this simple point, over and over. That I am a servant of a Baruch we are your servants. The whole avodah Rashi Kippur is but it's not just Rashi Kippur. Every single day of our lives, and throughout the day, 
when we have, especially when we have Nisyainas. You know, the first thing I've mentioned very often in Shul, you see it's coming next parasha, not the sh- next parasha. You see that when Eliezer, when Eliezer went to go take care of the Shidduch, the Yitzhak Avina, right? In Chaisar. So Eliezer goes to take care of the Shidduch. So, it's a very long, it's a very long section of the parasha. The whole conversation between Eliezer and Basul and Lavan. So you remember at the at the beginning of the actual negotiations regarding Rivka and bringing Rivka over for Yitzchak. At the very beginning, Eliezer says an interesting thing. He says, "Eved Eved Avraham Anochi." Remember, he says, "Eved Avraham Anochi." Means I'm a servant of Avraham. And then he goes on to negotiate to talk about the details of the of the Shiddah. So the Moses Farm asks, why is it that he says at this point, Ebed Avram Anochi? Everybody knows who he is. He came, he got a big reception over there, right? He's Mishpacha, and, uh, and he's coming to Avram Avinu. And uh, they, they were excited about the Shiddah, they were excited about the money, right? We <laughs> you know. And everybody knew who he was. This is the servant of Avram, is a famous person being sent by the most famous person in the world. And, and, and then when he starts to negotiate over the Shidduch, he says, Eved Avram Anoichi. I'm an Eved of Avram. So the Muslim Islam asks, why is he saying that? Everybody knows who he is. So it's such, a, it's such an important insight, and this is what the Tzaddik here is talking about. He wasn't, he wasn't telling them to inform them that they should know where he's coming from or what he does for a living, that he's an Eved Avram. What he was saying is more for himself. You know, sometimes you're in a place that's very, very different from you. We're in places in life. We come to places where it's not, it's not home. We're far away from shul. We're far away from our friends. And and there's an unbelievable pull to 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 feel comfortable in a place, to adapt to a certain place, to make adjustments, to fit in. Even though it's not the Ratzon Hashem. The Ratzon Hashem is that we remain faithful to ourselves and what we believe in. It's so hard, especially for people that go to work. Nowadays, a lot of the women that they have to be in places to go to work. I'm not talking about being a teacher in yeshiva, but to go to places that are not places of Kedusha. The men have to go to these places. All of the complications come up in these places in life when a person doesn't say to himself and doesn't say to the people, this is who I am, accept me for who I am. But instead, they try in the beginning to, you know, they want to go, get along and they try to, they try to mix in and then they have to back off. So, and then they have to explain and in the end it causes more complications. Eliezer comes and they know who he was and as they're starting the negotiations and the discussions to get to the Lamaisa, Eliezer says out loud, he, he says, Eved Avram I want you to know that this is who I am. I'm an Eved Avram. I want to remind myself. I'm, I'm in a place that's very different from where I come from. And I want to remind myself, and I want you to know from the start, I'm not changing, I'm not lowering myself, I'm not adapting, I'm not adjusting anything. Eved Avram this is who I am. If you want to continue, we'll talk. 
but you're going to start I know you're going to start with your lies and your, and your, and your handling and your finagling and so I want you to know Evad Avram this is my life, I'm an Evad Avram and it's that you can say that when a Yid when a Yid feels different, he's someplace and there are Nisiones, there are tests and there are difficulties he has to stop and he has to say Evad Hashem Evad Hashem to remind yourself who, who am I? That's the side of, uh, of every Cheshman and Nefesh. It's the side of our lives. Evet Hashem Anayi. It's very, very enticing to act like others and to be like others, especially if you're at work, you have to get along. You find yourself talking like other people. Evet Hashem Anayi. To stop and say, Onu Avadach. Onu Avadach. I'm not worried what people think about me, what people say about me. Of course you try to be nice and to get along. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to change. This is who I am. That's that's hard. That's hard. It takes a lot of mysterious nefesh. But that's the beginning of our avodah. We're your avodah. We're not anybody else's servants. We're your avodah. And if you're someplace at work, and the people there want you to compromise on what you believe in, if it, I'm not saying. If it's something which is apiyalacha, you can ask a shayla. But if it's something which is questionable, it's not apiyalacha, or it makes you feel bad about yourself. They want you to talk a certain way, to act a certain way, to do certain things. Anu avadecha. Evad Hashem anech. That's the beginning of. That's the beginning of a person's of a person's avayda. Anu avadecha. Echaisim zos. Pashut moed. Practically, he says, "Kishem shuchayzer al hamilim atshutayz yesh barah elahilam." The first part of establishing the relationship and entering into the world of his bidus and his bidenus of being alone with Hashem and establishing a relationship with Him is to begin by saying over, not thinking, that's not enough, but by saying over and over again, "Yesh barah elahilam." Is a creator. That's the beginning. Kach b'diyuk. After that, Yachzur Yeshanin es Hamilim Apshutus Ani Eved Shel Chayis Baruch. There is a creator, but he's not some distant, far removed creator. Ani Eved Shel Chayis Baruch. I am your servant. Ani Eved Shel Chayis Baruch. I am your servant. Hoyochel Adabel Rebbeinu Meshach Shav V'Shatayim V'Leim Lo Shalosh Milim Belvad. A person can try doing this for a long time, for an hour or two. Again, with the times, it's hard for us to be massive. But a person can certainly try to repeat 10, 15, 20 times, to go for a few minutes, 10, 15 minutes, to say over and over again, Yesh Baril Ailam, there is a creator, that you are the creator of the world, Ani Evet Shalcha, and I am your Evet, I am your servant. Ani Evet Shalcha. We have to cause these simple words to penetrate deeply into the heart. It's not to go into all kinds of fancy pilpulim, you know, into discussions of what it means to be an Evid. Of what it means to be an Evid. And what's the nature of Avdus? And what does the Maharal say, and the Ramchal say, and the Ramban, and the Rambam? No. Push it. I am yours. I, I, I was, I'm here I'm to serve you. Learn to pull the gidra out. This lamb donius 
Mahu Eved, and all kinds of lumbish, fancy ideas of what does it mean to be an Eved. Zokra Hashlavish, and this time you could think about that later on. The beginning, that's for us. The beginning of Avaida, Tzvichalias, the next page, Membeis, Tzvichalias, in a Nakuda, Pshutas to you, the simple Nakuda. To repeat in the simplest way, obviously in a language that, that's your that's your mamalash and what you're most comfortable with. Uh, almost everybody hears English, and other people have another language, but but to say it in the simplest simplest way, Rebbeinu master of the world, master of the world, to speak and to call Hakadosh by the name that you find most personal and endearing to you. I remember always. When I was growing up, there was a certain rabbi that used to, I, I, I never liked him. He used to say, the Almighty. I never liked that. that was, I always felt it was like, you know, very, the Almighty. I know it's true. It's not a bad thing to say, but it didn't, didn't uh, make me feel good. The Almighty. First of all, it didn't sound Jewish to me. I don't know. Like Lord and God. It didn't sound so Jewish. And the Almighty just, you know, it wasn't the bunch of I felt that I wanted to become closer to. And, but the, every maybe there are people that like that the Almighty Christ. At certain times, a person could use a little bit of the Almighty. <laughs> but but there are other terms that I find a person finds to find Rabbi Mishlalam, in him or Father in Heaven, people that they have lashinus that our mothers and grandmothers sweet dear Father their lashinus. That a person says over and over that it didn't it didn't it, it didn't become part of the education that we had in the vocabulary in America. But when you hear old Jews, there's a natural way of speaking to others. Baruch doesn't have to. I mean, we associate it with the Yiddish, but it's lavdavkin Yiddish. With the Avishu B'Shamayim, Tatin Him, Father in Heaven, My Father, Father Tatin. I mean, it sounds it sounds strange to us, but it's part of breaking down those walls between us and Kadosh Baruch. But for a person to speak in such a lashon, to go over this a lot, to get used to saying this in the middle of the day, when you, even when you're at home, when you're someplace, and there are things there that shouldn't be, you shouldn't be looking at or getting involved in. It puts it's much more the gayer to people who are not at home, but even in the house. And things to review over and over. Shuv shuv kedei achet tesayir etzel nakudas ha'avdus apshutas shabalev till it awakens that point in the Jewish heart that's called nakudas ha'avdus apshutas shabalev. There's a nakuda inside of us. Without going into anything, that he wants us to be simple, and I don't want to get fancy, but but the whole the whole emuna of a Jew that's inside of a Jewish heart. Is that deep inside of us? There's this point that's called nakudas ha'avdus, nakudas ha'avdus apshuta shabalev. Inside of us, we understand and we know deep inside that we that we were created only to serve God. And from there comes the ability of a person to be mavatal himself, like the Tanya talks about in Parikut Ches and Yutes, and we've spoken so many times about over the years. That, it's, that you see that even a person who is not religious his whole life wasn't keeping mitzvahs when it comes down to Bishas Maisa to give up his life to be a Jew and, 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 and not to Bishum Eifan to renounce his Yiddishkeit and people were not religious there's Nakudas Ha'avdus Hapshutas Shabalev 
there's that part inside the heart that's bottle mavutal that is totally subservient to Kaddish Baruch and will not do anything to separate itself from that avdus that that connection to Hashem as Baruch to be a servant of Hashem. So a person has to say the words as we learned a lot in the Swam by saying to be ma'ayur of the words even though in the beginning you feel that it doesn't sound sincere it doesn't sound real but by saying it over and over and over again and chazring it over at different times of the day and putting aside as he explains time in the week when a person chazres it over then it becomes something that's so strong in him the Yishabdes Atzma you become Meshubed you become enslaved you become in a good way the person becomes completely, completely attached to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Im kain reishis sarech lahachti v'si yisaid is abshutim sheish bar la'elam. Benach nevad mishlo. That's the beginning of avodah. To to over and over drill this deep inside of us. Yesh barit that there's a creator. Benach no avodim shlo and that we're his servants. The shnei achalokim halolu lachzer l'shan and to repeat and to review. Shavua achas shavua week after week b'meshach shav v'shatayim. Each person according to how much he could do. Until it becomes, until it reaches uh, into the root of the heart, it becomes part of our lives. The and the and it's those points inside of us that are honest and that are true. When a person is over and over, then he starts to ask himself. He starts to look at himself. This thing that I feel like doing, that I have a yetzar to do, is this something that? That is becoming for a person who's a servant of who's, who's a servant of Akash It's that's not it's not becoming. But all of our lives, we go up just without any cheshm. You just go through the day, and you know it's like hit or miss. You hope that you'll have like a yetsahar tayif that'll be stronger than this yetsahar, and that somehow you won't do that bad thing and you do the right thing. But it's getting harder and harder to to to, to survive that way, and that's not the way as we get older. That doesn't that doesn't work as we know sometimes, but maybe for big things, but it doesn't work. The issue is that a person has to live with the Kaddish Baruch Hu throughout his day, throughout his life, and when a person's chazin yesh bari la'olam, rebari shalom onu avadecha, eved Hashem anoich, eved Hashem anoich. When you walk into work, if you if a person goes to a place of work, eved Hashem anoich, eved Hashem anoich, means that somebody starts to schmooze with you. As soon as it to schmooze with you, so to be nice and to be friendly doesn't mean that you have to change. Doesn't mean you have to listen to things that are not nice, that the Hilash and Horror or in an office. There are a lot of bad things that, that happen in offices. There are a lot of bad things that happen in offices. Whether sometimes there's a there's a man there and it starts to talk, people have to get friendly in the office and the man the guy that works over there at the next table or something. It's obviously with the men there's a bigness much bigger than the seriousness in you. That, you, that, that probably most of you are oblivious to what your husbands and what their fathers, what the men go through at work. You just think that, you know, the same way that they leave, that's how they came home. You don't know that they come home like battle scarred and wounded. And they, you, know, you, don't, you don't see that. They just walk in, you, know, you don't know what they're going through in a sense. Because most women can't relate to these, because most women don't have these kind, uh, such a, an Indian like this that the men have to go through what they go through in their places. It's gefeilich. It's gefeilich. I mean, they, you know, they talked, we talk about the men, talk to me, we talk. It's, it's horrible. So, sometimes you can be at work. And I, t- I tell the guys this all the time. I don't tell them when we're together with the women. I say, I talk to the guys. And, you know, you go to the office. 
and there's a, they sometimes they have these they have cubicles or these things it's in the big office and they have these little so you know there's a, there's a, a, a woman in the cubicle next and first you know he starts to ask he starts to talk about something about the family and you start to schmooze about different things instead of just you know pass the paper over or sign this or call that I mean you have to do your work but then when it starts to go a little bit a little bit because after all how can you sit next to somebody every single day for eight, ten hours and not, and not to be uh, not to be friendly you have no idea maybe you have an idea you know stories you've heard what kind of service there are with women also but more with the men what kind of service there are this Indian that began with a person feeling like I have to be nice I have to be friendly and and they start talking about other things wife and then I have many times that this one starts to say problems that she has in her marriage or if she's single, it's different, but she's problems in the marriage. And then he starts to say, she's like, oh, you know, it's not so good by us also. And then instead of it being like there used to be a thing between one cubicle and the other, then starts to, the mechisa starts to get, you know, and it's very, very dangerous. I mean, I'm not going to be marachan to say more that it should be said, because each person understands that when a person comes to a place and says, Evid has shamanaych. And onu avadach, then you're not worried what the person is going to think that you're not friendly. Of course, always a good morning. I'm not saying to be, God forbid, not to be a nice person. That's a become always very friendly. But to be so careful, onu avadach, onu avadach. Because you know right away. They started to ask you how many you know, children or what do you, they start to talk to you. You have a way, a person knows how to answer, to give across a message. I'm not interested in being your friend. I'm friendly, but I'm not interested in being your friend. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to be your friend. I'm not interested in that. And even if it's not men, with people who are, who are, who are, whose way of living and whose way of thinking is very different from ours, friendly, but I'm not your friend. We don't have to go out for lunch together, and hang out together, and schmooze together. The person knows how to be to the point to give over that message that have a nice day, yeah, leave me alone. Don't leave me alone. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not interested in your life and your problems. I'm not your psychologist. I'm not your rabbi. I'm not your rabbitson. I'm not your friend. We work in the same office still. And a person has to say over and over again. For most, I'm sure this doesn't even apply that to what we're just talking about right now. But you have to know that. You have to discuss that with people that we love, that have children when they go places. And you go someplace. When a person when a person lives with that, that has a way of awakening and bringing out all the truth that we know inside of ourselves. Because we know the truth. We know who we are. We know who we are. So how do we get so messed up with crazy things? Because we because we assume that it's obvious to us that we're Jews, and it's obvious to us that we're Avdi Hashem, but that's that's not true. Wait, that's not true. It's not obvious. It has to be over and over. And that, when you say that a lot, then all of the truth that you know comes up to the surface, and you're able to withstand all of the tests 
all the nisyanis, when you live with that truth in an open way, Evet Hashem when you live that way, then the other things, the truth, that's what he says, it brings out the, the things that you learned in school, and the Torah that you learned at different shiurim. We learned so much Torah. There are women here that I know for myself, there are women here that they hear hundreds of shiurim here, hundreds of shiurim here. It's unbelievable how much terror your, your mothers and grandmothers never had. Uh, they never had a shear. What, what do you think? You have a shear in, in, in Munkach or something for the women? I don't, I don't know where that's where my mother comes from. I don't know where, wherever your mothers come from. But there's shear for the women. The Chlal had something. The Chlal. But they had an Akuda Pshuta of Evid Hashem Anaychi. So, with all of the shear, that doesn't mean that on, that doesn't mean that in the office or at work or in other tests in life that it's going to pull you through. Even though you know all the stuff and each of you knows much much more than your mothers and your grandmothers ever dreamt they, that, that you, you all know much much more. They never heard shiur. They don't know anything. They only know a little bit to say tell them to say they say they didn't know. They didn't know any of these things. You know all you have notebooks and, and tapes and well, books and things. But, but the, our, our grandmothers had had a tell them had it maybe at some random. And they had that, that, that's how they lived. They didn't have any of these things. They never heard. They never. Heard, they 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 would go for a yiska, you know, to to shul, and, and that was it. They didn't have. And afal pichem, it's so much harder for us because with all of our sophistication and knowledge, none of that comes out at a time of a nisayin. You know, when you're being tested, the only thing that pulls you through is the simple nakud. You can't all of a sudden, when you have a big Yetzirah for something, then you're not going to remember the Maharal. You know I mean? You're not going to start closing your eyes and say, what was that? You know, Rabbi Friend's tape, you know, no, number 421, Rabbi Crone's tape, or, or Rabbi Sengega's tape, or whatever. You know, these are all wonderful, wonderful shiur and wonderful tapes, and they're friends of mine. Wonderful shiur and wonderful tape. But you're not, you're not going to at that time, like, okay, now how do I apply that... Rabbi Reisman said on that tape, and I'm not going to apply that now. That doesn't work like that. You know it doesn't. The same way, the same way that you could hear uh, you could hear a shir that you really love, and, and three days later someone says, "Oh, were you at the shir? What, what did the rabbi say?" And you go, "Oh, it's very good shir." What did he say? Oh, it's very good. I really enjoyed it very much. I got a lot out of it. What can you tell me over like in three minutes? What did he say? So something about Judaism, <laughs> something related to Torah, like that, you know. So yeah, we don't, we're not, you know, we don't remember. And then if you look at the notes, if you look at the notes, you say, hey, oh, then you remember. But we don't, we don't remember stuff like that. And especially B'Shas Meiser. When it comes to B'Shas Meiser, you know, you can learn all of Hilchas Shabbos. You can learn all of Hilchas Shabbos ten times over. But if you're standing there and you have thirty seconds till candlelighting and you're not sure about something with this or with that, it's very hard to. You know, the only thing that a person can do is Nakudas Pshutas. Nakudas Pshutas. You know, there was um, in high school, so it, it dawned on us at a, at a relatively early time in, in our high school careers that it's not really so important to, to read the 580 page textbook. So then they started having the the Kitsurim, you know what I'm talking about. They had the different. Okay, I'm not even talking about literature, but I'll say no, so study something. But, but, but they, had, they started to have these Kitsurim. So I remember, so when it came to, when it came like the chemistry of Marshall, so 
I, I had I had the whole thing on two sides of one page. In June, that was my whole. I just had in small writing, and I has it over the two sides of that one page. So it was the kids of the kids of the kids of the kids, and I didn't and I didn't all the pages that were turning, all the things that were turning. You know, you don't. You don't it doesn't stay. It doesn't stay. When you put everything down. It tumps. It's good. One, two, three. Push it. Push it. Clear. You could read. You could read a whole big history book. You read a, a, something a philosophy. It was, it was the crudest, the crudest shootus. I always, I always tried to do that when I was later on in college and in graduate school. I never was with the yellow, with the markers. I, I had my friends. You know, they were even going like back and forth in different directions, which is interesting because since English you only read from one direction. But at some point you just look on. You don't even look inside. You just go with the highlighter like this. And it gets on the table, and you start to go on your shirt. You're just highlighting. So. So I, 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 and I saw that this is Loizu Hadarach, just like right and more, and they have long lashayness in these books. So I always was just to try to read quickly through the chapter and to write down in five or six sentences, uh, the, to write down the tamsis of, what, of what's there. And the Kuda Shuta, because you're, you're reading something, and the Kuda, there's a point that the person is making. And, and, and there's usually many, many diburim that are not the point. And Mishas Maisi, you're not going to remember that. And it's not important to remember. The ik is the nakuda pshuta, the simple nakuda. Allah has come of a come. It's only a marshal. Allah has come of a come infinitely more so when it comes to when it comes to Avodas Hashem. See, our our babis and zaydis they knew the they knew the nakudas pshutas. They had the notes. The, we have like the lectures. You know what I'm saying? But when you have the lecture, and you don't have like the the lamaisa, what's the nakuda pshuta? Yes or no? Well, it depends. No, no, no. Yes or no? But the Zaydis and Babas are the, yeah, are the name. Yes or no? Yes or no? Eved Hashem on I'm an Eved Hashem. This is not. This doesn't become an Eved Hashem. Yeah, but no. Like Avraham Avinu said, Ani Chayma. I'm a wall. Ani Chayma. The Chazal bring Avraham Avinu the pesuk of Mishashim. Ani Chayma. I'm a wall. Avraham Ivri. Every, every, the whole world is a wall. So, a person makes a wall. A person makes a wall. This is something that I don't do. It's not on my side of the wall. On my side of the wall, this is how I live. The other things, that person I work, is on the other side of the wall. I wish him well. Everything should be good. But it's not my side of the wall. Ani Yes or no? Hashem Baruch has Avon Bakol. came low. Bakol. Right, I've said many times. What's the biggest bracha that a person can have? Hashem bracha zavim b'kolish. Hashem benched Avon Avinu with everything. With everything. Everything. So the Svarim said, B'koach came low. To have the strength to say yes and no. If you know when to say yes and you know when to say no, then you have everything. B'koach came low. Hashem bracha zavim b'kolish. As you say, Bakol Mikol Kol. That was the obvious, the whole Avaida was Bakol Mikol Kol. To live in that way, Bakol. Bakolach came low. Yes and no. Yes and no. To our children, we can't we have to explain, we have to talk. It has to be in a nice way to explain to someone that's not from your talk. But with ourselves, Bakolach came low. Yes or no? That's what it is. Yes or no? 
the second you start to get into a whole schmooze with the Yetzirah, it's already, he's already laughing at you. It's already finished. It's Cain, love. Ani Chayma, I'm a wall. I'm a wall. So Noah went into a taver, into a boat. There's nothing outside. This is my place. Finished. Outside there are storms, there's floods. This is what, this is who I am. This is my life. This is who I am. Everything else, what's ever outside, there's winds, there's rains, there's this, there's that. All the other things are outside. That's not my world. That's not part of my world. That's not part of my world. Ani Chayma. The middle of page nine base. It has to be clear. The numbers of hours again. It's very hard for us to imagine. But he's talking about at least at least that a person should spend seven, ten, twelve hours a week with these chesedvayinus, which we don't understand how that's possible. It is, but we're not ready to be able to be at that place where we can even understand such a thing to put so many hours aside. This is very hard to come to the to the true to the truth of what we're learning unless a person can put aside so many hours. But the emphasis is that each person can has to start off with a little bit. It's hard. You have to always remember what Rabbi said. Rabbi said, "Tachlis chachma tshuva masim toivim." What's the tachlis of all that we learn? Tachlis chachma tshuva umasim toivim. This should be this should be when you walk into every yeshiva into every school. It should be on the not it's, it's to say the name of the school in big letters. I should say tachlis tachlis chachma. The tachlis of all that we learn in this building must be tshuva umasim toivim. The tachlis of all that we learn is shulam asim is to be able to get close to Hashem, to return to Hashem, and to and to live the right way. And then a person has to realize that if your learning is not with that purpose of shulva and masim tayrim, and chosib like we heard last night from Rabbi Nachman, that Rabbi Nachman said, we learned last night in this year, that there's such a thing as a lamb, and even a big Talmud Chacham could be a Rosh Hashanah, completely, completely wicked, completely evil. But he knows a lot. Because the Tachlis, Rabbi is saying, the Tachlis of all that you learn is Tshuva Masim Toivim. And if your learning is, is not for the Tachlis of Tshuva Masim Toivim, so then you what, what what are you doing? Therefore, obviously, especially for, let's say, men or the guys that are learning in yeshiva and the men, a man who lives with a feeling of a cheshman that, you know, of how much time he's spending in learning. Right? Women don't have that, don't have to be afraid or worried about that. There's no, there's no Indian of bittal Torah by, the, by women. You're not responsible to learn. You're not obligated to learn. And therefore, you're not afraid of time that's not spent learning. But a man, obviously, every minute has to think about that, the time that's spent learning and not learning and so on. So it's, it, this is something that a person has to realize, that you're afraid to, to, you're afraid to take off time from your learning. A man is afraid to take off time. A yeshiva is afraid to take off time from learning. But, he says, but, but to everybody, he says, don't be nervous that you're taking off a lot of time when it comes to this tshuva, meaning for the hisbaninus that he's talking about. Don't worry about losing time. Because that's the tachlis of the whole Torah. 
the tachlis of the whole Torah. It's shulam asim toiv. Avraham Avinu was sitting in this parsha, and this in this week's parsha, the air. Avinu was sitting outside, uh, talking to people, uh, taking care of people, bringing them food. Right. So, uh, so the Chassam Sefer talks about that a lot in his introduction to Yerdei. That Avraham Avinu could have been so much greater in the Vua, in prophecy. He took off so much time from learning to 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 wait on people. And not only that, Chazal tells us he used to sit down with people, he used to invite them in for a drink or something to eat, and he used to start to ask them, you know, who there's, there's a Rabbani Shalom, you know, there's, he talked to them about the Rabbani Shalom. He was such a great person. And if he would have left all of that and gone away to a cave and sat like other tzaddikim did and to be misbited with Hashem, and, but, but Avram Avinu believed that the Tachlis is Chulamas and Tayyim. And all the Chachamah that he had was in order to be able to, to be closer to Hashem's Baruch and to do the Ratzna Hashem. And he believed that at that time, and Hashem showed him he was right, that at that time the Ikka was to try to, 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 to tell the world that deserved by Islam. So such a great person is sitting in this, in, in this, sitting with people, talking about the most basic, simple things. Because he understood the Tafas, he was a great philosopher. The Rambam says that Avram Avinu was the greatest philosopher of his time. He was a great, deep philosopher. And he's sitting around talking to, he's sitting around talking to Arabs about, you know, about washing and the benching and there's a God he talks to, to strangers because the Tachlis of Chachm is Shuvah Masim Tovim therefore not to be worried about the time that's spent that's the Tachlis of the whole time obviously it has to be time to balance and so on how much and what a person could be busy day and night with other things you know there has to be a, 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 a say to the person's life. Shatariti azakibruva tahir with the karabas adamakana. The whole purpose of tahir is to bring us closer to Hashem's bar. Kol achad achad sarak livdaik is seda shavuashalal. Therefore, every person has to check the schedule of his week, to look over his week. Uliyasem is advarim kibshutam, and to apply these things, to put them into practice. Lim salats was man. To try to find some time. Okay, he says the numbers shavuot the shemes seven between seven and twelve hours a week. She has man tshuva kavua seven twelve hours a week. It's a lot of time. There isn't a person now in our generation who who thinks who feels that he's able to fast all the fast days that we have from Ariya Kodesh. I'm not even going to say the numbers because. <laughs> The, for one word of Lashnara, the amount of fast days that Rizal said that you have to fast, for one word of Lashnara. For, for, I'm not talking about if a person's Mechal Shabbos by mistake, you know, like in the middle of the night and you wander into the room and you turn on the light, which almost every person had in his life, it happens a few times. So even for Bishogeg, what Rizal said, how many fasts that our teeth would turn black and fall out from the fasts that Rizal had for looking at something that's a, a, not right. 384 fast days. For saying Lashon Hara, 496. So there wouldn't be, except for Shabbos and there would be nothing to eat, you know, you wouldn't be able to eat. So, so we're not able to. Nobody, nobody thinks he's able to do that. The fasts that we have from the Kadmanim, from not just Mary, from the Shevet Musa and from other Tzaddikim, that we have the amount of fasts that we need to be Mechapa and the things that we've done. In Cain, so we can't do that. Forget it. the fasting program is over. <laughs> We're not going to fast. 
that, that's not going to work. At the time he talks about the Gersh we're not able to fast. Like, because she, we fast now the fast days that we have to fast. Even the fast days that, that we have some extra fast days. My father told me that, 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 that his mother, Lasham, fasted every single Monday and Thursday of her life. Every Monday and Thursday she fasted and she said the whole Sefer Tillam. There's a, a, a Jewish woman, I don't know. Some, every Monday and Thursday she fasted. We're not even masked in the last generation. It's not so long ago. How people live like that. It's hard enough for a person to think, you know, how could I go for, you know, for two days without my favorite food, let alone without eating, without eating at all, without eating at all. So that's not, we're not on that program. And the tzaddikim said we don't have to be on that program. From the Balshamtiv ready and on, the Balshamtiv canceled that program. Fasting is not a mahalach anymore. It doesn't bring us closer to Hashem. It just causes us to be worried about eating and think about eating is bad enough. People are obsessed with food too much or too little it's not, it's not healthy so we don't into the eating not eating thing that's not our either but if we're not on that program so we must be in another program in other words the things that we, we need kapara we need we need to fix things that have gone wrong intentional or not intentional things we need kapara so fasting is no longer we no longer do that we no longer do that so what's the kapara now so the tzaddikim gave us a, a, a plan B, and so 100 percent. It's not like for, it's not like you know Abdevid. It's Plan B. For a certain time in history, there was that way of fasting, and the tzaddikim used to have. There was a lot of fasting in the old days. As I said, not even long ago, but that ended really. Brother Balshanta already said, "Ad it's enough. The fasting is not helping anymore. It doesn't bring us close to Tashlos Baruch, and it doesn't. So, so what? So what plan are we on? So the plan that we're on is Alim Lishma Who's the great person who brought from Shemaim the amount of fast days, who brought down to us from Shemaim the fast days that we have to fast for every Ghair? Darizal. Dariakadash. He was the one that told us how many fast days. Darizal, Darizal to him the whole heaven was open. Darizal told us for this Avayr, for this Avayr, this, for this Avayr, that. So Darizal was the one that gave us the list. And we have exact numbers, by the way. There's different kinds of different avayus. There's not their numbers, and the results knew from Shemaim that to fast those days and to, and to clean that Indian. So he, that was the Ari Hakadosh. Even though there were others that spoke about, but really it's from the Ari. So the Ari Hakadosh. Misha Omalona page Mem Gimel. Misha Omalona b'Shem Arabari Shalom Lotsum Hu Arizal. The one who told us in Hashem's name. How much to fast? That was Arizal. And the same Ariya Kaddish told us, if you can't fast, there's an alternative. There's another way to become pure and clean. If you can't fast. Which is our generation. We no longer can fast. So he told, even at his time, if you can't do this, he understood, not everybody could do that. If you can't fast these fasts, then I'm giving you another mahalach, and this other mahalach works as the same as this. That's what he told us. Vugam oimelano satakane lemish loyachalotsum vim loy nekayim loyes atzaimus v'loyes takanasam. Now, if we ignore the fasting, which we do anyway, because we can't fast like that, so we have to we have to all at least sign up for the second program. But the second program is what we're learning here. The second program is. His bainus cheshbon hanafish. His bainus cheshbon. With the men, with the men, there's an akudi here of mikveh and a blat gemara, but that's not for now. 
Mikveh Neblat Gemara For men also Mikveh Neblat Gemara Which is a big, big kapara But the tzaddikim, the Talmud Hashem have said That a man who goes to the Mikveh And learns a good Blat Gemara It counts as a fast day That day is like a fast day With breakfast and with everything He eats But a Mikveh and a Blat Gemara is, is a fast To say that so the women don't have that either. So what's the ikinakuda for everybody, all men and women, uberfrat for women that don't have the Indian of a black gemara and to go to the mikveh every day. So what's the Indian that, that, that especially women has? This this is what we're talking about. Anu avadecha, cheshvan anefesh, his brightness, his brightness. That's the, that's the kapar that the Arizal said, and that we've been learning from the tzaddikim. Harisha nefesh they show up gumarachmal eslam. If we go at 120 and we leave the world without doing this, it's not just we didn't develop a nice relationship with God for it, we didn't fast. As far as the women are concerned, there's no black and murder, there's no mikveh. It's not a tikkun, and even if you want to do it, it's not going to do anything. So, that's not a tikkun. So what about the pagoma? What about the, what about the stains and the blemishes that we all have to worry about? We all have to worry about. And if I'm if I'm damaged and stained and God forbid God forbid Khalila ruined and dirty, so how do I come to Akadish Baruch Hu? without the fasting and without the and without the takanis? The Torah says that the same Ariya Kadush who said fasting is a takana, he said his brotherus is a takana, talking to Akadish Baruch Hu. And she said talking, putting aside, not an, not a day of fasting. 15 minutes of Dibur Madashah. 15 minutes. 10 to 15 minutes of talking to Akash Baruch. It's a day of fasting. So the Tachlis is to come to Akash Baruch. So he says, Asakno Atta Binya Chuvish at Sikhalias Achas the Shavua. He says, Nen Sam Sam Esadron the Chuvish of Achalyayim. Hadorb is Chalish Nechalakim. He says, I was talking now about once a week, but we have to make sure that every day there should be moments of truth, not just once a week. Once a week, but it has to be during each day. Hadam Mishal Shnechalakim. The two parts to this. Kol Adam Vadam Chayiv L'Kaim Atzmas Es Atzas Mistil Shoshayim Shes Kan Leil Sheikvul Atzmas L'Kalapachos Shachas Beyerim Lizbardes Lizbardes Al Ma'isav. So the Mistil Shoshayim says that a person has to have at least an hour a day to look over what he what he did that day, what his life is about that day. Besides this, we already said that an hour nowadays, if we could do it for ten minutes, five ten minutes, it's already like an hour by the Ramchal. In those days, if we could put aside five minutes a day, five minutes a day, the chaza over, to think of what am I doing, what did I do today, what did I do today, the best time for that, I mean, I was everybody's different. But sometimes a person is very tired, but Krishna, Krishna at night, it's a very good time for that. You don't have to say Krishna at night when you're in bed and you're falling asleep, even though there's, that's also a very weak in our times. In the same way, it's hard for us to fast. It's not so good to say Krishna already in bed. And it's okay to sit up in a chair and before you go to sleep. What about with the talking and other things with the children? No. It's more important to say Kriyashim Alamitu as close to going to sleep as possible. But you could say it. You could say it sitting in a chair and, 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 and being able to be awake and not to be here for sleep. But sitting in the chair to say Kriyashim Alamitu. And to use that time of Kriyashim Alamitu, to use that time to make a Cheshman Anefesh, five minutes. Five minutes Cheshman Anefesh, the Chaz over the day. Always beginning with the age and and Evan Hashem and then to talk about the things that happened during the day, things that were good, and some of the things that were not so good. 
Of course, he's talking about a complete hour, but it's very hard. And at that time, there's nothing else. There, there's no meaning of, uh, of answering the phone or, or, or looking at the emails, anything like that, or taking care of other things. It's a time. It's a time where it's a little quiet. Where it's quiet. If a day passes without that time, okay, let's say not the hour, but the five minutes, it could be that that's a big suffix, whether that day is a day that counted in your life. You know, the, by the tzaddikim, it says, everybody knows he came with his days. A person could come, he could live 90 years, and he only has a small amount of days to show that were real days. The Ramchal is saying that any day that goes without without something with HaKadosh Baruch it doesn't mean that you say no, I davened, I sit till him any day that goes without two, three, five minutes of Cheshman and Nefesh and, and talking to Hashem's Baruch in your own words it's a suffix, it's a big suffix, it's a big doubt whether it's Bechlal or day whether it's a day 15, 16, 17 hours, it's a suffix whether it's a day even though you daven and you do all kinds of nice things, it's a suffix whether it's a day that doesn't mean to say that Hashem doesn't count anything good Hashem counts everything good that a person does. What was the title that you had? What what did you gain from that day? to put aside some time. If a person like goes back into that teva and closes himself off from everything else in the world, and that's why I explained many times that the Balshanta said that teva means a word. Teva, like Teva's Hatfilu. Teva doesn't only mean a boat, it means a word. So when Hashem's Baruch told Avram Avinu, Boy Allah Teva, come into the boat, he was also saying, come into the words. Coming into the words means that so much time is spent just saying words, but not coming into the words. Coming into the words meaning that a person takes five minutes and, and speaks alone, alone with the Baruch Hu, without being busy with other things. During that short little time, he should look over what happened during the day. To try to think about what he said during the day, things that were not so nice, things that were good too. But to make a cheshman and nefesh. Not to go a day without making a cheshman and nefesh. Not to, God forbid, get depressed. And if there was a very bad Indian, chashashan that happened that day, if he did something very bad that day, then it's better. Then it's better not not to think about it. That to talk about it, you could wait another day or two. Because the, the nature of a person is that if it was a very bad thing that happened that day, that when he's going to talk about it, it's going to get very um, depressing and it's not going to be constructive. He's going to stand beat up on himself and say, exaggerate and get get very upset. So if it was a very bad thing that happened that day, it's better you could wait another two three days. And then when you have a little yeshiva dust, then, then you go back and talk about it. But Bishas Ma'is is not so good to talk about it because it's going to get exaggerated, become much, much bigger, much bigger than it is. There was, there was a, a, a girl that was, a, that was going out very seriously with a boy, and she called me last week, Mamish last week, and they, they broke up. Who, who broke up? But they broke up, and. She could barely talk. I thought that God forbid something happened. You know that she was crying so much on the phone. And I was about uh, they were going out for a while, and um, 
and, 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 and then we're talking about this and how she can get over it and she gave all the koiches in this relationship and all that. So, so yesterday, yesterday I happened to happened to meet her someplace yesterday, and I said, "How are you?" I asked. It's a good, it's a simple question. How are you? How are you doing? I meant to ask, "How's you know? How are you doing? How are you feeling?" She looked at me. She didn't know what I was talking about. She said, oh, Hashem. I said, you know, the Indian. Oh, the Indian. <laughs> You know, it's like it was, it was not, it was mamish, like not from the, uh, uh, it wasn't part of her life at all. It wasn't part of her life at all. I, I mean, I was, when I saw, I was afraid to ask, I was thinking to myself right away, should I ask her how it is? Maybe I should, uh, maybe I should make believe like it's you know, nothing, or should I say how are you? I wasn't sure what to say because I was afraid she'd get so upset. Maybe she'd start to cry again, and I didn't know what to do. So I took a chance and I said, how are you doing? And she didn't even know what's wrong with me. She said, oh, shut well, I was going to say, like, what happened to the love of your life? Like, you know, your whole life is ruined. You're not going to be able to get, you'll never be able to love anybody ever again the way that you love this guy. You don't even remember his name. <laughs> you don't even remember his name. Because Bishas Maisa, everything is very big and, and becomes, it takes over your life. And then when a person has a little time, so like, you see in, in the, the picture of who I am and what my tachlis is in this world, that this is not, this is not as big. It's not so terrible. A person, on the other hand, when it comes to doing something that's wrong, a person shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't make it like it's nothing either. It's very hard to know, not to go too much to the right, not to go too much to the left, right? To, be, to find that place that's healthy and that's normal. But a lot of times, when it comes to something that's bad, it's good I to wait a little bit. It's good I to wait a little bit. Chatosi, the Tani explains. Chatosi negdi summit. Chatosi negdi summit. So the, the simple pshat in the Pasuk, it says, until Khatasi means that my sin is always before me, right? But the Tanya explains, Negdi in Tanakh, like it says, Kneged Ahar. Negdi mean, means also in Hebrew, I see it, but it's far away. From a distance, Negdi. It's, it's not right in front of me. It's, it, I know it's there, but it's further away. A lot of times when it comes to bad things, it's not Khatasi, not to sit on top of your nose. I know that I did something bad. It's not right here next to me. But you still have to know that you did something bad. You can't make believe it didn't happen. The person goes his whole life. And so it has to be a chesman and nefesh, but in a, in a healthy, normal way. That means to check into what you did. To, to, to study, to, to check. Lefashvish means actually to, to touch. To search. To think. Why did I come to? Why did Hashem send me into the world? Did He send me to the world for what I did. To, is that why He sent me to the world? Did He send me to the world to do that? What I did. Did He, did he send me to the world? Certainly, a person has to remember and to, and to talk about. The things that he did and the things that Chasashalm were not the right thing. He's charit and he should regret that, you know, he's chanan, lifnair bayashalam, she is lachlai, you karbis, and you should ask Hashem, forgive me. And even if a person feels that I, I don't know how to get over this, I might, I, I'm going to do it again tomorrow, I think. You know, in all honesty, I can't say, like the Kotzke said that he, the Kotzke had, he, he says that I have, I have big dare charits for other Marishan. Kotzke said I have big dare. He says other Marishan, a lot of the people don't have such dare charits for him. Because, you know, things got bad in, in, in Ghana. Things got bad. 
So a lot of people don't have such their Harris for other marriage. Like we think that if I had been other marriage, I wouldn't have done that, right? So a lot of people, Kotzke said, but I have a lot of their Harris for other marriage. So they asked the Rebbe, what's the big their Harris for other marriage? I mean, he, 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 he ate from the tree. What's the big their Harris? The Kotzke said, because Chazal say that, that when Hashem asked him, did you eat from the tree? You know what he answered? What did he answer? You know, he says, Achalti v'oichal. I ate from the tree, and I'm going to eat again from the tree. Chazal said, Achalti v'oichal. I ate, and I'll tell you the truth of Rosh the way I feel right now, I'm going to eat again. <laughs> like the Maisa with the Badish, they told you once that, that the, there was a yid in Bedishev that was a thief. There was a yid, there was a, whatever, Yossel whatever, he was in town. He was a thief. And he was always getting caught, you know, he was getting caught. And because he was the thief in town, so something was missing. He stole, they, they were catching him. So they were taking him to jail. And the, and the Bedishev, and the, the Bedishev loved everybody, you know that. So the Bedishev went over to this and he said, Yossel, he said, I, I'm so jealous of you. So he says, Rebbe's jealous of me, why? So he said, so the said, you know, because Chazal teaches us that, that when a person does tshuva, every avery that he did, if you do real tshuva, it becomes what? A mitzvah. So the Bidditcher said, I'm so jealous of how many mitzvahs you're going to have. So, so Yosela said to him, Rebbe, tomorrow you're going to be even more jealous of me. Because I got some bigger avery's plans for tomorrow. You'll be even more jealous of me. So the Koska said, for other Mauritian, I had their hands, because he was an Ish Emes. I ate, and I, and I have to tell you the truth, I feel that I'm still still weak, and I'm going to eat again. I, mean, I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't have the strength not to. So, a person that says that to Hashem is Baruch too. It doesn't have to do. A lot of people think that, how, how could I sincerely regret what I've done, and what am I joking? I'm saying to Hashem, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If I know myself that I'm going to be initial. I don't have the strength. So am I kidding? It's a game that I'm saying, I'm so sorry. If I'd really be sorry, I wouldn't do it again. That's not true. You could really be sorry, but you're not strong enough. You don't have, so what do you do? You ask HaKash Baruch Hu, help me. I don't want to do this. I just want to be a good Jew. And I want to be a good mother. I want to be a good wife. I want to be a good friend. I want to be a good daughter. A good sister. I, want to be, I don't know. How to, I don't know how. I don't have the... Uh, uh, I don't feel in me the kaychus to change. So a person that's also in the cheshman nefesh, you could feel regret, and it doesn't mean you're being a hypocrite. It doesn't mean that you're faking. You just don't want to be that way. And if you don't feel really that that you, if you feel really, no, I like doing this, then that also you have to say, help me to feel that this is wrong. I, it, I don't feel that this is so bad. But you said in your prayer that it is good. Therefore, it must be bad. But I don't feel that it's bad. I don't feel that it's bad, but in your Torah you told me that it's bad. Help me to feel that it's bad. I don't feel that it's bad. Help me to see that this is wrong. I don't see that it's wrong. It doesn't seem to me that it's wrong. But I know that it says in the Shukhanach that I shouldn't do this. That Siddiquim say that I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do it. But I don't feel that it's bad. And unless I feel it, it's hard for me. So help me to feel that the MS is bad. All of this is part of the Cheshmer, just one more second. I'll be a second. Chutzmi, Pishma, the Shazu, all of La Haskil Atmos, and the Kudah, Sapshutah, Shalem, Nibana. But don't just think of the things that you did during the day, the Cheshmer Nefesh, the good things and the bad things. Don't forget, don't forget the, the most important thing is always, when you make the Cheshmer Nefesh, me nosenly as a Yermazel, let's say it's the end of the day or the beginning of the day. Me nosenly as a Yermazel, or the middle of the day. Who gave me this day of my life? Who gave this to me? He didn't have to give it to me. 
what this is it's so partial who gave me this day who gave me this day the five minutes before I came I was talking to a person on the phone that, that he's 52 years old and they just told him that he's incurable that, that sickness today they told him what? 52 years old? that's hefke you have to ha- I had to have this day this day I mean, not only say, who gave me this day? And why did he give me this day? Why did he give me this day? That I should find a bargain? That's why he gave me this day? That I save, I save $4 on this, so I save $10 on that? That's nice, but is that why he gave me this day? Why did he give me this day? For what purpose did he give me this day? For the purpose that I serve him. That's all. If you say anything else, it's not Jewish. If you come to any answer that's not this answer, it's not Jewish. And you can make it as fancy as you like, and you can bring down Chazals and Svar. It's not Jewish. He gave me this day. You gave me this day, Rabbanshalom. No one else could give me this day. Only you can give me this day. And you gave me this day that I should serve you. Did I do that or not? Did I did I did I use this day? Did I use this day to serve you or not? Just this list, three sentences, three lines on Memdal. It's not yes or no. Did I serve yes or no? Obviously, you have to look deeply and to spend a few minutes to look into that day and to go over it. How much did I do that? Was the Ratzon Hashem? Am I lying to myself? Am I fooling myself? How much really bems Allah Hashem was? It was. It wasn't. After a person, after a person checks that day, goes over it. He has to end with a simple shukr, with a simple desire. Help me, Hashem, that tomorrow should be better than it was today. That's all. I just want that tomorrow should be better. It should be better. It doesn't have to be givaldi. I'm not saying it has to be perfect, but tomorrow, Hashem, should be better. Give me another day, Hashem's book, please, and help me. Without you, I can't. Help me that tomorrow should be should be better than, than today. A little bit better than today. It should be better. That's all. How, that's what person ends the cheshbonah. Tomorrow should be better than today. Okay, we'll continue as Hashem. The next tomorrow that we're learning, we'll continue.